You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, and this is the COVID edition. I'll probably just do one of these for now anyway. We'll see how it goes. But I have a few stories and collections of thoughts from some friends of mine that can give you an idea of the perspective of a few things going on here where I live. For me personally, the COVID experience has been really super difficult. I live alone and I've been doing my work at home. So there are times I would only maybe go to work once a week, see a couple of coworkers, otherwise sit here and talk in my room to my dog, my only audience. I should mention that my regular job is working in radio. So that's why I'm in my house talking to myself. So maybe that makes a little more sense, but a very strange experience. I'm glad to have the opportunity to work at home. Really glad I didn't get laid off because I probably would have gotten a real job and never looked back because I would make a lot more money. But uh, the other thing that happened during the quarantine here is the Idaho earthquake. And it was just right after things really got shut down and scary. And so you're already kind of hyper alert. And when the earthquake happened, I was actually doing my show and I had to try to go over my cords and get outside before, you know, things got too crazy and out of hand and saw my vehicle shaking outside and all the neighbors were outside. It was just weird timing because I haven't uh, been through an earthquake in Idaho for many years. Anyway, it's just another uh, aspect of the craziness of this time. And uh, went about three months without any physical touch, a hug or handshake of any kind. That was really the hardest part um, to the point that I went to an ice cream store and I bought a really soft stuffed animal. I named him Merlot. It's this bear kind of soft fuzzy thing. And it kind of helped me get through stuff because the only other way I could get any touch was to force a hug on my dog. And I'm like, that's all the oxytocin I'm going to get for a long time. So it's been a real struggle for me. Uh, for depression, just to keep stability and try to get some happiness. I haven't been creative. I haven't wanted to do podcasts. I did a film or two. I did a house concert with a friend. And I'm starting to hate the word virtual for everything we have to do, canceled or postponed. It's been difficult for me, but I'm feeling better now as things reopen. I got my first hug a couple of weeks ago, and it was just the most beautiful thing tried to make it last forever because I never know when we'll be put into lockdown again. So we will look at a few stories from friends of mine who have had a much, much better COVID than I have. A lot of people saying that they get more time with their families or their significant others. Uh, for me, it's been really difficult and I've really appreciated friends who call in and just check on me or stop by and uh, I've had a friend make me dinner last weekend. It just really made a huge difference for me because uh, having friends call in and check is just better than an email or something on Facebook. So hopefully you're getting through it. We're on our fourth and final stage of reopening here. So hopefully things will be better for a couple months uh, at least. So here's a story or two or three from some of my friends on their experience with COVID. You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow. I'm Melissa and I am out in the beautiful Boise National Forest and we're camping for the third weekend since the pandemic third maybe fourth time since the pandemic started um, just a way to socially distance and get out of town um, in a obviously in a safe way and uh, keep our mental health relatively stable um, I I worry about my loved ones getting sick um, I worry about that um, with us being in healthcare, and do we have enough saved if I had to be out of work for a long time um, and have medical bills so but aside from that I have relished life slowing down I have relished 
getting to be as antisocial as I normally am and not feeling like I'm letting my friends down, like all of my friends are being antisocial now. So I don't, I finally don't feel pressured to be out in the world as much. And I've, I've really liked it. I've gotten some yard work done and I've relaxed a lot more and really simplified my circle and um, just focused on health and but like just life being more in balance. Um, it's been nice and granted my job, like I haven't lost my job. I've been able to do telehealth from home. So I tell them what you do. So I do counseling and, and I, so I just, I moved like mid-March before we had to move to telehealth, I moved to telehealth. I just have a couple of clients now more than I did with compromised immune systems. And I noticed people in my building weren't like, weren't really doing the social distancing and like we were always lacking soap and things like that. And I'm like, wait, if people can so I just went home. So I've been working from home since like the 16th of March or something like that. And now it's the 2nd of May and I love it. And it's going to be hard going back, but counseling people is starting, it's starting to take a toll on couples. Um, and people that don't have their usual outlets, like if someone's used to going to the gym or used to going to their job and they can't. So people talk about COVID a lot in our counseling sessions. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And parents of young children are really struggling. So like, I feel like I'm in the sweet spot for this to have happened in terms of living alone, in terms of already being pretty introverted, in terms of having a, a teenager to keep me company. Um, it's been harder on her, but um, so I've kept my job. I got furloughed at my radio job, but that wasn't my main bread and butter. So that just helped simplify my life. And uh, and now here I just camp. <laughs> I just hang out in the woods. How was the homeschooling part been for you? You know, luck. Frankly, I think we run our kids too ragged in with what they have going on. I've. Um, I've just let my daughter be in charge of it. I check in with her. I'm not micromanaging that because I can't. I have to do my job and I tell her, you have to do yours. We're, we're in charge of our jobs. And yours is school and mine is counseling. And I hear her practicing her cello when I'm with clients. Um, and she's doing some of the work, but not all of it. But she's a pretty internally motivated person usually some of my kids some of my teens that i'm counseling haven't even opened their, they have not even started their homeschooling um some of them aren't doing anything some of them haven't left their house since this started like their parents don't even let them go out of the yard and i think we're looser than that obviously we're out camping um, and we've been hiking. I think that's been a just important piece of keeping mental health. Um, so yeah, homeschooling, I'm not, if she, 
it, at, at 16 years old, if she isn't motivated on her own, I'm not going to drag her through that. Mm -hmm. So thankfully she is. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lydia and this is how COVID has changed my life. For me, my education is entirely flipped on its head. I went from having contact with all of my friends and all of my teachers face to face every day to being remotely disconnected from them and having to reach out to them on my own and not being able to get the connection that I need. I feel like my education is going to be going um, down a rocky path very soon just because I don't have um, a lot of accessibility that I used to have with my friends and with my teachers that is really, really important for me in my education. Um, so the way that they're handling that is really interesting and I think it's going to affect a lot of people, not just me and my education. Um, and it's also really affecting my music and um, my values with my orchestra and um, that family that I had created in my uh, music classes every day is now out the window for me. So that's really important to me and that is a big bummer for me and COVID. Are you doing any homeschooling or anything? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of homeschooling online. I am taking eight classes online right now, and I'll be adding on two more this summer. Um, the online courses are much more difficult than in school because uh, you don't have the connection with your teachers, and they are just kind of expecting you to be able to figure stuff out on your own rather than having instruction in class. Um, but yeah, I'm expected to do around five hours of work every day but that depends because some people have five classes they're taking and then people like me are taking ten so it really varies and it's kind of geared more towards the people who have minimum internet connection and minimum um, resources um, so it's really kind of a, a mix um, of how much work they're giving us some teachers give us uh, more work than we would usually have and some give us close to nothing and being able to see any friends, or is it kind of lonely? It is really lonely. Um, I know a lot of parents of some of my peers are really loose on the rules with social distancing, but my parents are super strict on it. Um, so it's a bummer because I can't actually see any of my friends. I've, it's been about a month and a half since I've had any contact face-to-face -face with the people that I used to see every day. So that is really isolating and really lonely, but it's been a lot of you know, FaceTimes and Zoom meetings and getting to see them digitally, but it's it's a humongous change and I'm really anxious for, so at least to be able to see them face to face, even if I can't hug them or make contact with them, just to be able to talk to them and have hold a conversation with them face to face. My name is Tony. I'm a, a family physician here in Boise and a father of three young boys. <coughs> so the the coronavirus pandemic has has affected me both you know professionally and and uh, personally of course professionally it's been a um, a significant shift in the way we practice primary care medicine um, we've, we've transitioned in a very short period of time from you know entirely in-person visits you know in the clinic to probably I would say 75% uh, either video visits or telephone visits. Um, that way we can keep people at home and not, you know, bring them out into the community or into the clinic and potentially expose them to infection. And what's been interesting is 
um, it seems to work really pretty well, better than I thought it would. I, I really had um, concerns about whether or not that would be an effective way to practice medicine. And, and for everything it's not, but for certain things it seems to be uh, really effective. Um, so I think that might be something that we'll see continue even after this pandemic is over and life has gotten back to, to normal. So maybe a good aspect that's come out of it. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, personally, so, you know, like I said, I have three young boys, uh, twins that are six and a nine-year-old. And so with them being out of school, that's really sort of changed, um, you know, everything in our home life. Uh, fortunately, I've got, I have a nanny that has been with the kids since they were infants, and she's fantastic and has been able to, to really step up and help out. Hi, my name is Karen, and I live in Boise. COVID has been an interesting experience for me. So I've worked from home for the last 10 years, but this is the first time that I've worked from home while having a nine-year-old in tow the entire time and expected to homeschool him. The homeschooling, in honesty, lasted about a week. Um, I tried to get him onto the Zoom calls. I tried to get him into his classes so he could learn his fractions and practice his paragraphs. Uh, he's nine years old, right there, and he attends Future Public School. Uh, he has autism, so normally at school he has a one-on-one -on -one aide. He receives HI services, OT, and speech. So all of those services have currently stopped. Um, and he is in, he's an awesome kid, but trying to get him to do non-preferred activities is pretty impossible. So after that first week of trying to get him to do his classes, kind of gave up and we're doing a little more self-directed learning. And uh, so what's the thing that has most affected you with COVID? So the thing that's affected me the most is during all of this, I was on the journey to become a surrogate. Um, I had a surrogate agency all picked out. Um, there's an intended father that I was matched with. He has embryos that are already made and ready to go, just sitting in a freezer somewhere. And three days before everything got really serious, I was supposed to do what's called my shot class, which is where you learn how to give yourself hormone shots. And uh, I was supposed to do that for about a month and then have the embryo transfer in middle April. Um, they shut everything down since it was non-essential. Um, so right now, that's, the, that's been the biggest thing, is right now I'm supposed to be about a month pregnant, and I'm not. Um, we are right now kind of in a wait mode. Um, the intended father just tested positive for COVID. Um, he lives in another country, and their numbers are not quite as high as we have here, but it's also a much smaller country. So the um, concentration of them is much greater. So he's now, just waiting until he knows that he's going to get better before he says yes, that we can continue. Um, so hopefully everything will continue. Um, I would like the opportunity to become pregnant again uh, and not have the baby to take care of afterwards. Um, but I'd also really like to help this man become a father and start the family that he's been wanting for years and years. So that's been very disappointing for both of us and, and it's literally reached this experience across the world. Well, my name is Jason, and like probably everybody, you know, the COVID-19 has affected me 
um, in ways that probably won't be felt for, you know, weeks, months, years. Like for now, I still have a job and, you know, been working from home. So it's been a little different, but we still have an income. You know, we're grateful that we live in Idaho in a place where we have space. And I feel like, um, you know, we can still move around and do a lot of things that we normally do. You know, we're not in a big city, you know, in an apartment where we'd be, you know, kind of stuck and quarantined in a really confined area. So in a lot of ways, I feel like it hasn't sunk in yet. Yet I know people, including my parents, who've had to close their business a couple different times, you know, and it's created a lot of stress for them and, you know, their employees. And we have friends that are out of work. And I, I feel like um, we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg of how things are going to play out. But for me, you know, I'm just trying to stay you know, positive and be grateful for what we have and, and that none of us are sick or, you know, we don't know anybody close to us that has contracted the, the disease. So we're just kind of counting our blessings right now. And how about you, Jen? How is it having him work at home? Uh, it, you know, it's been good. It was, it's interesting because we've been together for almost 17 years now and he's been working the same job that entire time and it requires a lot of travel. So most of the time, just, you know, prior to the coronavirus, he was on the road during business, business week, three, at least three out of four weeks every month. So we were really accustomed to him traveling and me being home and um, various jobs that I've worked. And so it's been different having him home every day. Um, I, I mean, I was unemployed prior to going into the coronavirus pandemic. So I, you know, I didn't think it would change a whole lot in kind of what I was doing because I was at home a lot working on my thesis for school and working on job applications and whatnot. But it was, it's been surprisingly different. Um, not, not only because Jay has been home, which has been has been really great. Um, it's good to know that he hasn't killed me yet and that we actually can still get along and, um, and persist and enjoy each other's company 24 seven um, throughout this whole thing. Um, that's been really reassuring and solidifying, I think in terms of our relationship and connection. Um, but it's been, it's been interesting because I've found, especially this last couple of weeks, it's gotten, it's gotten tough for me because even though I spent a lot of time at home prior to the virus um, outbreak, um, it's been different even just cutting out the few things that I was doing every week, like going to yoga or Aikido or meditation and those sort of things. Doing that stuff online and connecting with people online has been a blessing, I think, for everyone. But it's, it's different in terms of how that connection feels and how we can offer to one another and be present with one another. And so it's been interesting over this last couple of weeks how I've felt, felt the impact of that. Um, and just trying to find ways to keep myself engaged and keep myself, um, you know, looking forward um, in, in terms of, you know, what we're doing and where we're going as individuals and as a community. Um, I'm grateful, as Jay was saying, I'm grateful for what we have. Um, there's a lot of people um, in, in, our, in our community, in our, in our country, in the world who, who are not as fortunate as us. I have a, a mentor who has said before, 
um, that it's a privilege to be able to socially isolate because a lot of people can't do that. And so um, I've been um, really grateful and it's been a great opportunity to be introspective in terms of my own development and my own evolution as an individual, but also um, looking forward and holding hope and holding intention for how we want to see the world manifest in the future because it's, it, while this is really challenging and there's a lot of things out of this that will be really grateful, I think, to, to be able to sort of to shift back to, I wouldn't say normal, but some symbionts of what we were doing before. I think there's a lot of things that we can take from this in terms of the kindness and the, um, the generosity that I've seen people reaching out to each other and supporting each other as individuals and within our communities when people are struggling. Um, the effect on the planet has been really beautiful to watch, to see the opportunity for these ecosystems and for, you know, for Mother Earth to have an opportunity to rest and heal. And I'm just hoping that we, that we take positives as humanity out of this and we move forward and we, we create the world that we want to live in as we are self-becoming and world-becoming. So, um, but it's been good and it's been challenging and I'm just really grateful that we can do things like this where we can connect and I get to see everybody's bright faces. It makes my heart full to be able to do that. And um, I appreciate each of you and I appreciate Jay not killing me yet. <laughs> You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, a few stories about COVID-19 of 2020 from a few friends. Some of the interviews were from a Zoom karaoke party that we did. And that's been a great way to keep in touch with people and uh, get some interviews. So the podcast we can't really do in the van for a while as we're still doing social distancing, unfortunately. But if you have a story to tell, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you have in mind. You can find our website at shelikestogoslow.com or send an email to shelikestogoslow at gmail.com.